I'm traveling somewhere, like, let's say, for example, if I'm traveling to San Diego, I actually Google to find out what big conferences are in San Diego that time that I'm arriving. Because let's say, for example, I'm arriving um, or departing San Diego when Comic-Con is going on. Then an hour and a half to two hours at the airport ahead of time is not going to work. You have to have almost three hours. Like, you know, so just knowing where you're going, when you're leaving, and kind of your surroundings and what's going on will really affect your travel time. Because what you don't want to do is go into your trip being stressed. To me, I feel like sometimes when you get really stressed, that's how you get sick. And that's how things just kind of, you know, they they stumble from there. So to me, when you can start your trip on a good note, it, it tends to make the rest of the trip go really well. When you travel for a vacation, you don't worry about a wrinkled shirt. But when you travel for business, being connected, being presentable, and not having dead batteries are true causes for concern. So get on board for some business travel hacks with your host, Brian Eisenberg. I'm Deanna Rogers. Um, I'm the director of events for um, Digital Marketer, for Boost Events, and for Fire Circle. So I have many hats. Um, I have been running events for about 12 years now. Um, I've written a couple of books on it, and I've been very blessed to be working um, with the Digital Marketer um, group for the last almost seven years now. Um, Currently, myself and my team, I have a team of five. Um, we travel, we do about 30 events a year. Like this year will be 32 events a year um, this year. So we are quite busy. We do a lot of events. We, so we travel a lot. So over uh, the last few years of doing this, have you uh, figured out any uh, tips and tricks to streamline that process of, that, uh, of planning and, and who brings what and, um, you know, just becoming more efficient with it? Yeah, I think we have. I mean, um, we typically, we, we call them magic boxes. Um, so we travel with these magic boxes. So they're all the things that we would need on a trip. Um, and so typically, you know, we'll put in there, um, you know, the one thing that we never go without is we, we put breath mints and gum and, and we will put um, airborne. I know most of y'all probably don't think about traveling with that, but airborne is amazing. I mean, if you start even feeling a tickle in your throat, you know, you can put airborne in a water bottle, drink it, and you'll feel better within like an hour. Um, so I always throw airborne in there. I put cough drops in there. Um, it's interesting, but you can also put a bag of chips, but it has to be salty chips because if you start feeling like a scratchy throat, if you eat the salty chips, um, and it's just a little bag, um, then you'll start feeling better, believe it or not. Um, the, we always pack a, um, a steamer. You can get a really cheap steamer for like $25 on Amazon. Um, and we typically pack that in our box because then none of us have to worry about ironing or having our clothes dry cleaned. That saves a ton of money, and we just share that. Um, there's a lot of things like we will bring um, – Trying to think of some of oh like tide wipes and things like that so they won't have to have our you know clothes laundered as much and just little things like that that can make a big difference and we typically put those in our magic boxes so um, that way we don't have to personally put those in our luggage um, so that just kind of saves a couple things 
you know, I know you talked about like traveling frequently. We do travel frequently. So there's a lot of things that I just don't pack anymore unless I have to, because I know that going to that hotel or going to wherever we're headed, they're going to provide it. So for example, um, I don't pack the heavy um, shampoo and conditioner anymore because it's just heavy. It makes my luggage weigh down. Um, I know that I'm going to get it when I'm there. So typically, unless I need something particularly, I don't pack it. Um, I try to keep it um, as minimal as possible. What do you wish you knew when you first started traveling for business that you now know? Um, well, I mean, I guess the, the question, I guess it would be um, just who to use. Like, it's really interesting. Like, uh, my favorite airline is Southwest, believe it or not. I mean, I can travel so easily for that. And when I first started traveling, I didn't use Southwest. I would use other airlines. But for me, because I travel so frequently and because I always have so much luggage and bags, um, to me, Southwest is, is beneficial for us, especially with my team. Because with us, I mean, literally, there'll be five of us going and we may travel with you know, each of us have one bag of piece and we may have like five trunks of magic boxes of different supplies. Well, on Southwest, we can bring two bags each, which makes it 10 bags, which means we can bring 10 boxes and bags and I'm not paying any extra baggage fees. Whereas um, on other airlines, it can be 35 to $60 a bag extra. You think about that. If you were to be paying five to 10 bags, that's easily three to $600 extra on top of your tickets that you're spending each way going and coming back. So I've learned that over the years that I really, you know, again, Southwest isn't the, the perfect fix for everything, but for us, we travel Southwest. It's just, it's, they, they pretty much go everywhere now. Um, the bags are free um, and I can bring so many bags and they don't even, even if I were to bring more than two per person, it's only $75. So it's not outrageously expensive, and I typically can bring everything I need with that 10 bags. Um, whereas before, I didn't think that through. Years ago, I didn't think that through. And I was just getting my preferred airline. Or I would even go on Priceline. I was really bad about years ago. I'd just go on Priceline and find the cheapest flight. And I would think, oh, okay, I got this flight for, you know, $299. But then by the time I bought everyone's bags there and back, it was like $500 a, a, a person, whereas Southwest might have only been, let's say it was $350, but all the bags were free. You have to think those things through. You have to look at the pricing and really make sure that you're getting the best deal. So t- tell me about that one time you had this, the perfect travel experience. What, what is it that you, that you look for that makes it really perfect for you? You know, I actually just had it. Um, it's interesting because I've traveled for, what, almost 12 years now, and I literally just had it um, a month ago. I had the most amazing experience. Um, so I was traveling to Costa Rica, actually, to do a site visit for a conference that we were, were hoping to have there next year. And so I, I was going to fly down. So literally was flying from Austin to Houston and Houston to Liberia in in Costa Rica. And um, everything from the moment I landed um, in Costa Rica, um, every small detail, this hotel handled. And that is so unlike most hotels. So, um, and so, you know, I've learned I'm checking those things out and it's such a great experience for you, for you when you're traveling. So the moment I landed, 
they had someone there, obviously, with my name uh, to, to pick me up with my car service. Didn't even have to look for a car. I didn't even ask for the car service. The hotel had set that up prior. Um, I get in the car. They, they, you know, there's water in the car. They had wine in the car, which is awesome. Most places don't do that. Um, I get to the um, to the hotel, and the um, the GM, it, which is interesting, the general manager is outside greeting the people as they enter the hotel. Then when you come into the hotel, instead of going to a registration desk, they have little seating areas with little chairs and uh, coffee tables, and they you have they have you sit down at this little these little coffee table and lounge chair areas. They bring a masseuse up to you and massage your neck and shoulders while the attendant that's registering you comes and sits down with you and registers you from an iPad while you're sitting there getting a neck massage. It was amazing. <laughs> it was truly, it was such a different experience versus standing in line, waiting for the next person to put you up at the counter and, you know, all those things. It just was not that at all. It was more of, hey, come on in. They, they walked you to a little couch. You sat down on the couch. They brought you a fruity drink. They, they brought a massage therapist over. They massaged your neck and your shoulders. And then this lady would come and sit down next to you and she had an iPad and she would she'd get you checked into your hotel room. And then they brought all your bags up. When you got up to your bag, up to your room, your bags were laid out and on the wall was a hat and a, a personal note already before I even got there. And that was not just me because I was doing a, a site visit. They did that for every single attendee. There was like a little welcome card. So it was those little tiny touches that just made my uh, experience the minute I stepped foot on that property it was just amazing. Um, and it was so out of the box because not many people think to do that. Because the last thing you want to do when you're tired and you just landed is stand in line to get into your hotel, right? And that was such an amazing experience for me that, I mean, I obviously, um, I talk about it a lot now when I talk to people about it. So I'm like, this was truly a way that a hotel was um, going above and beyond for their clients. So if we had to tell all the other uh, hotel executives who, who hopefully will eventually <laughs> listen to this podcast, what a great experience would look like. Uh, let's give a shout out right. to this place. First of all, what was the name, name of it? It was actually the Hyatt. It was the Hyatt in Liberia, Costa Rica. And it was an amazing hotel. It was amazing. Uh, because, you know, I know when you go to events, you know, you know, your, your and your team are responsible for selling hundreds of hotel rooms. And right. I, I would doubt that you've actually had the GM waiting for you in the lobby in even those. No, actually, I, I've only had, this was probably the second time in probably 12 years. Um, and I, originally, when I first saw him, I thought, well, he knows I'm coming because I'm an event planner, right? So I just assumed maybe I was targeted, but I wasn't. I actually watched him after I checked out. I watched him doing it to all the other people coming in behind me. So it was quite a neat experience to watch this GM out there shaking hands with people as they entered the property. Um, really, really unique experience. Um, and then later on during our trip while we were there, the GM was walking around in the restaurants and shaking hands and talking to people. And you recognize them because he was the one that greeted you when you, find, when you, you know, arrived. 
So it's just really that personal experience that, that really makes it very special. Uh, if we were to take that bag and, uh, and, and, and dump it out, and not like TSA style, but you know, carefully <laughs> dump it out, um, what, what would we find in there? Well, I have my laptop. I have an iPad. Um, I actually have my chart. I have a little bag with my, all my chargers. That's really important. Make sure you bring chargers if you're bringing anything with you. Um, if you're traveling overseas, bring your universal charger, universal um, plugs. That that's really important. I typically have those that I carry with me. Um, I'll bring my wallet. Um, you have a passport. I always have my passport in a passport um, carrier. That's important, and it protects your passport. A lot of people don't like to bring them because they make you take them out, you know, to show. But um, when you're moving around and traveling and stuff, it's always good to protect that passport. Um, you'll also find that I have a copy of my passport and a copy of my driver's license. So I have a physical um, paper printout of each that I kind of have hidden away in a pocket because if something were to go wrong, um, I definitely want to have those things a copy so it's easier for me to get back home and get those things replaced. A lot of people don't think about that, and that is something that's very important and it's not hard to do. So just go down and get a photocopy of your passport, your driver's license, tuck them away in a nice little area. And that way, hopefully you'll never have to use them. But if you do, it's there. Um, I, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I do pack dryer sheets. Um, I, I don't know why I always do it, but it makes everything smell really good. And when I get to the hotel, I put the dryer sheets in um, the uh, dressers because I don't like my clothes smelling really badly. So you'll see like a little box of dryer sheets in there. Um, and I always pack um, inside that backpack. I'll, you'll see that I have airborne um, and, and cough drops because when I'm on the plane, I will typically, while everybody else is drinking, you know, sodas or whatever, I typically drink orange juice. I'll drink orange juice and I'll put my airborne in it. And I drink that while I'm on the plane just because I don't, I want to kind of keep my body protected from any germs and, and keep my body healthy. Um, so I, I'm big about having that airborne in my bag. Where I, anytime I need it, it's right there. I can do that. Um, Trying to think of what else I have in there. Um, you know, I'll have my pens. I have, oh, I know the other thing is I have, I always have a printout copy of my travel plan. So like, um, for example, I'll have a printout of the hotel information and the car information, and if there's anyone else that, or anything that I'm doing in between here and there, anything that I may need, there's a printout physical copy of it. Because um, you never know. What if your phone dies or what if, you, you know, something you need to have access to that information. Um, so it's just super simple to have that, that physical copy. Um, and um, you'll find... Um, I'll have my earphones because I actually listen to audible books while I'm on the plane because I figure I can use that couple hours to learn. So I'll usually have audible books, books playing and I'll listen to those on the plane. So I usually have my headset in there. And um, I think that's about mostly what you'll find in my backpack, actually. Thank you for listening to Business Travel Hacks with your host, Brian Eisenberg. Catch us on the web at businesstravelhacks.com or at Business Travel Hacks on Facebook and Instagram. I do recommend you do that no one will, will tell you is when you get to the airport, 
regardless if you have anything in there or not that's valuable, I always tell them to put fragile stickers on there because when I go to the, um, let's use Southwest, for example, I'll, I'll stop at Southwest. I usually go to the curbside. I don't go inside. You can tip them like $3. Um, they'll get your bags. And I always ask them to put fragile on my luggage because what happens is I tell them like, Oh, I've got stuff in there. It's really fragile. Can you please put fragile stickles, stickers all over it? And they will do that. That keeps them from just throwing crap and all other stuff all over your luggage that things can get broken or your luggage can get ruined or whatever it is. So um, just that one little thing of asking them to put a fragile sticker, it, it keeps your luggage from being damaged as much. 